What's going on, family? This is Pastor Sergio Chavez, and I just want to thank you for tuning into the Hope Center podcast. Commitment is the state or quality of being dedicated to a cause, to a person, or or an activity. When you're committed to something, what you're saying is you have devotion to that thing or that person. You have allegiance, you have loyalty, you have faithfulness, you have a sense of responsibility, obligation, duty, or tie. I like how one person defined commitment. They said, this is my favorite definition of commitment. They said, commitment is doing what you said you would do long long after the mood leaves you. I'm going to say it again. Commitment is doing what you said you would do long after the mood leaves you. Because when you're in the mood or you're in the moment, don't we agree to a lot of things? Yes, I'll help you with your baby. Yes, I'll, I'll help you with that bill. Yes, I'll be there for you. And then when the time comes, hey, you said you would be there for me. Yo, I really need your support. And then we start looking around like, I, I told you that? I don't remember telling you that. So commitment is doing what you said you would do. Husbands, fathers, wives, mothers, business owners, church members, is doing what you said you you would do is the commitment that you enlisted to long after the mood leaves you because commitment is not an emotional thing. Commitment is a decision that we make. And true commitment is sticking to the decision even when you don't feel like it. Oh man, I'm gonna need the Lord's help today. Y'all looking upset already. Can y'all smile at me? Let me know that y'all doing all right. Okay, okay. I'm going to come for you today. I ain't scared today. I prayed and the Holy Ghost is with me, so I ain't scared. I'm going to give this message anyway. Here's the thing. Thank you. I got one in the back that's going to help me. I appreciate you, baby. We can take them all, baby, me and you. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. And here's the thing. And this is what I need you to catch. This is what I need you to catch today. Are you ready to catch? Are you ready to catch today? Get, get ready to catch this. In order for you to stay committed... In order for you to stay to your commitments, whatever your obligation is, whatever your duty is, whatever you've enlisted to, whatever thing, department that you've said, this is the area I'm going to serve in. In order for you to stay committed to that thing, here's the thing, you're going to need to develop a specific trait. And you know what that trait is? Go ahead and ask me. What is it, Pastor? What is it? I'm so glad you asked. You're going to have to develop patience. Praise the Lord. You're going to have to develop patience. Patience is what? Patience is a virtue, they say. We're all familiar with that cliche. The scripture talks about patience in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23, as among the fruit of the Spirit. So there's no disputing that we ought to practice patience. But how many know that patience is a hard thing to practice? Are y'all going to keep it real with me today? Patience is a hard thing to practice. If you know this message is for you, say, speak to me, Lord. Speak to me, Lord. If you know this patience, uh, this patience message is for you. Let me give you some benefits if you're taking notes. I want to give you the benefits, first off, of patience. Here are some benefits of patience. Number one, patient people enjoy better mental health. According to a study by a Fuller Theological Seminary professor and a UC Davis psychology professor, uh, they found in their research that patient people experience less depression, 
negative and negative emotions, they also rate themselves as being more mindful, feeling more gratitude and connection to mankind and to the universe and a greater sense of abundance. Let me give you the second benefit of patience. Patient people, and again, these are the studies that's been done. Patient people are better friends and neighbors. Thank God for patient friends and neighbors. The third thing is that patience helps us to achieve our goals. Now, there are different types of patience, right? There are different types. There's first interpersonal patience, and that means the patience that we need when we're facing annoying people. Anybody need that type of patience? Interpersonal. Praise the Lord. Okay, y'all not going to keep it real with me. All right, I got some few honest people in the back. I see you. Thank you for being real with me. And then we have another type of patience, which involves waiting out life's hardships without frustration or despair. Think about the unemployed person who persistently fills out job applications or the cancer patient waiting on their treatment to work. That is, that is a different type of patience. And then you have finally the last patience, which is patience over daily hassles such as traffic. How many need patience for traffic? Praise the Lord. All right, we're going to pray for you today. Uh, uh, long lines at the grocery stores. Well, now they have to got the express lanes, but, but when those machines are stuck, anybody deal? You struggle with that? Uh, you start speaking in tongues because you don't want to cuss. Praise the Lord. Uh, uh, at the grocery store or a malfunctioning computer. Anybody deal with that? You just want to grab your laptop and just ram it in, into a wall. right? We, these are the different types of patience. But here's a working definition that I want to give you today for patience. Patience, to be patient, write this down if you're taking notes, is to endure discomfort without complaint. That's the real definition of patience. Some people believe that patience is just being passive, and a person who's just passive and they're slow for things, that's not what real patience is and means. Real patience is enduring discomfort without complaint. Now, the reason why uh, patience is such a difficult thing, because patience is complex. Not only do you have to be humble when, you, when you're practicing patience, but you have to practice generosity. You have to practice self-control in order for you to be patient. So among the other virtues, it's a real complex virtue. But why is patience so difficult? And let me tell you, because we live in an instant culture. We live in an instant culture where everything, everything is at, is at our, 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 our disposal. We can get it quick. That means that we can go on social media and get updated with the news and everything that's going on in the world. That's why we have Instagram because it's instant. And, and, and you, can, you can order out your food. You don't even have to go out anymore. What do we do now? We order what Uber Eats. Oh, y'all yeah, don't know what I'm talking about? Now, now, now we can get our food. We don't even have to go out waiting lines because we can get it instantly. We live in a microwavable era. We live in a, in a time where we can get anything we want quick and fast. But here is the difficult thing that we have to learn. When it comes to your vision, when it comes to your spiritual walk, when it comes to your marriage, when it comes to your business, you will have to practice patience because it may not come quick and fast. The thing about patience is you can't download an app for it to give you patience. You can't learn patience in a classroom. In fact, you can't pay for someone to give you patience. It's something that you have to develop. It's something you have to grow into. And it's something that you have to practice. So I want to give you a couple things here today about patience. Let me give you the scripture here in Romans chapter 5. I'm going to help somebody today. Romans chapter 5 verse 3 to 5. 
The scripture says in Romans chapter 5, this is my favorite verse or a couple of verses on patience. I'll read it for you. Romans chapter 5, verse 3 to 5, it says, not only so, but we also glory in sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Now, here's what you need to understand. That word perseverance in the original language, it also translates into patience. It also translates into resiliency or persistence. So suffering produces patience and perseverance produces character and character produces hope and hope does not put us into shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. I want to give you the first point here about patience. If you're taking notes today, get ready to catch this. Number one, here's the thing about patience. Whenever you pray for patience, God gives you opportunities to practice patience. So whenever you say, God, give me patience, my husband is driving me crazy. You know what God is going to do? He's going to answer that prayer. If, you, if there's ever been a prayer that God will answer, some of you say, I've been praying for so many different things, and God is not answering my prayer. I promise you, this is a guaranteed, instant, immediate answer that God will give you. Say, God, give me patience, because he's going to give you a problem. He's going to give you a difficulty. He's going to give you a task. You want the tree, but God is going to give you a seed. You want the degree, but God is going to give you an assignment. You want the business, but it's going to start off as just an idea. So everything begins with just an opportunity. And, and, and I want to tell you today that God will give you many opportunities. Wives, are you in the house? Mothers, are you in the Mothers, Lord have mercy. Mothers, are you in the house? Can y'all keep it real with me? Y'all know y'all need patience with your babies. Talk back to me, yes or no? Amen. Fathers, husbands in the house, where you at? How many know we need patience? Lord have mercy. Hmm, patience, 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 patience. When your wife is talking to you and you're trying to figure out after an hour, two hours conversation that you're having, you're trying to get, understand the point you need. Patience, Lord have mercy. And you're sitting there saying, Lord, but what does this have to do with that? When did I do this? I'm trying to understand. We need husbands. Father, we need patience. Wives, when, you're, when you feel like your husband is being stubborn and you're trying to move them to do something because you want it done immediately and they're doing it on their timeline, whoa, you need, you need patience. Here's the thing, because when you signed up, you said for good or for worse, did you not? So there are going to come moments when it gets really bad, but you got to stick to your commitment and say, God, give me an opportunity to practice patience and let me be more like you. Let me be Christ-like and let me practice patience. Uh, baby, I love you when I want to say other things to you. How, how can we help each other? How can we communicate? Uh, young people, if you're in school, you cannot pay for someone to do your assignment for you. I was getting mighty quiet. The students getting mad at me because you're you, you flinching just thinking about school right now. <laughs> 
you can't get a nap. You have to endure the process of doing your assignment. You have to endure husband and father. You have to endure the process of growing and becoming the man of God that God has called you to be. Woman, wife, young lady in this place. You have to endure the process of becoming the woman of God that God has called you to be. You must practice patience. Say, God, give me patience. Give me patience. And God says, here's an opportunity to be patient. That coworker that you don't like. This week, I'm going to practice patience. Because here's the thing. When you react and when you say things out of your mouth that, you're, that you don't filter or you don't think, all, it do, all it's doing is affecting your mental state. It's not going to help the other person. The more you complain, the more that you nag, the more that you say this is not going to get better, nothing will change. But let me tell you, when you change your perspective and when you start changing within you, you're going to start seeing change around you. But the change begins with you. That's all right, baby. I know I'm alone in this one, but, I, but, but I'm going to continue preaching this message. I'm going to keep going because I know that God is speaking to someone. Is there anybody that says this year I need to practice patience? Is there anybody that's honest and will lift up their hands and say this is my year where I'm going to practice patience? My co-worker is not going to get me out of my vibe. My husband wife is not going to get me out of my vibe. The church is not going to get me out of my vibe. Nothing what anybody says is going to get me out of my vibe because I'm going to practice Patience, 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 patience. And if you're like me, this is a message that I have to, I have to constantly think about because if you're like me, I, I, I can tend to be impulsive. So let me tell you, this is from somebody that knows the struggle. I understand the struggle is real. I have a tendency of being impulsive at times. I have a tendency of wanting to lash out at times. So this is a word that I must practice first. When you pray for God, to give you patience he will give you opportunities to practice patience let me give you the second thing let me give you the second thing character here's what you got to understand about patience that character is built through patience in the same way that diamonds are created or built by applying fire and pressure to it the same way in the same fashion our character is refined by the difficult moments in our lives those are the situations that really define our character can I tell you some of you have been saying God why did I have to go through this situation God why did I have to go through that relationship God why did I have to go through that loneliness can I tell you it was all a part of a process to develop your character because I don't know if somebody has that testimony but I know I could be the first one to say that when I look back at the difficult moments of my life those were the moments that really built my character when I was lonely that was the moment where I saw God become a comforter when I was sick that's when I saw God become a healer it was those difficult moments in my life that really defined me it was the difficult moments in my life that really shaped and molded my character can I tell you if it were by me I wouldn't even be standing here today I had somebody say to me yesterday, Pastor, I don't even know how you're a pastor because if I look at your history, I was sharing a little bit of my testimony. He said, if I look at your history, you, you know, you would have all the reason to not be serving God. If anybody had an excuse to not be in the church, it was you. 
but can I tell you it was the difficult moments that shaped and defined and molded me to become the man that I am and the difficult moments in your life as painful and as bitter as they were if you let God move in that situation he will use those things to shape and mold and build your character you know that a that diamond first begins as carbon. If you bury carbon dioxide 100 miles in the earth and you apply heat, listen to this, it's over 2,200 degrees Fahrenheit of heat, and then you squeeze that diamond under 725,000 pounds of pressure, then that thing will come up and it will become a diamond. The heat and the fire and the pressure is what makes a diamond. And it is the heat and the pressures of life that when we allow God to move in those situations, I know that it causes stress. I know that it causes pressure. I know that it feels like you're in the fire. But it is those things that God uses to refine you and mold you. This can be the thing that makes you better. The situation you're going through, that can be the thing that will make you wiser. I hope after that broken relationship, you don't go back to the same type of relationship. All right. Uh, uh, I hope after the mistakes you made last year in your marriage, you're not going to make them this year because God had to apply pressure. And I know that it was hard for you, but you learn from that fire and say, this year will be different. It's the fire. It's the pressure. I wasn't the best. I made mistakes last year in my business, in my schooling, but that pressure that I was under, it, it helped me become better. It helped me to go faster. It helped me to become wiser. It helped me make better decisions. It is through the trial that we learn patience, and it is through patience that we develop our character. The reason you have to go through those things is because if you don't learn character, and all you have is gifting and talent, you will get to the place that God has called you to be, but you will lose it because of a lack of character. I hope that you caught that. Giftings, your gifts and your talents will open tremendous doors for you, but it is your character that will keep you in the door. It is your character. Character is not what you do in front of people because you can lie to everybody to their face, but it's what you do behind closed doors. Character, integrity. And character is not measured in times of convenience. Shout out to Dr. Martin Luther King. Uh, he said that character is not defined by what we do in times of convenience. He said it's what we do in times of difficulty that really define our character and tells who we are. Character, character, character. Our character is built through patience. So I know it's difficult, and you're saying, God, I need patience. I need to practice patience. What, that, what, it, what that's doing is molding your character. Let me give you the third point today. Our character is what testifies about what we're committed to. When you start to practice patience, that means not lashing out and doing things your way. But when you resist the temptation, but when you're resilient, but when you fight, that is when the world or people around you will begin to say, you know what? 
it is impressive that that person has stuck through it. It is impressive. I'm looking at everything they've gone through and they're still here. Character will testify about what we're committed to. Our walk with Christ, because let me tell you, the reason why the Apostle Paul wrote this particular chapter in the book of Romans, and if you know that Romans is a profound theological book, in the book of Romans it discusses justification by faith, and it discusses sanctification and the process of a believer. It says in Romans chapter 3 that we all fell short from the glory of God, and it, it describes the process of when a person is not a believer, and they give their life to Christ, and then they're transformed, uh, chapters 5, 6, and 7, and 8. It discusses all these things. It's a profound, amazing book, but the reason he had to write this is because he was letting his readers understand. Listen, if you read these previous chapters you might think that walking with Jesus is an easy thing so he had to write this chapter to let the readers understand he said no 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 we go through trials as well as believers anybody know what I'm talking about that the moment you decided to surrender your life to Christ that's when things started getting tougher <laughs> when you was out doing your own thing you was clubbing you was wilding you was out there twerking and wilding y'all not gonna keep it real with me but it's all right you was out there spending your money doing whatever you wanted, whenever you wanted, and, and your life was jacked up, but you thought everything was going okay. But then you got hit with the reality that you needed a savior, and you said, you know what, I give my life to Jesus. And then you started doing away with those relationships, you started doing away with those habits, you started breaking free from those things, and you really surrendered your life. And then the process began in your spiritual walk. So. The Apostle Paul had to write this chapter to let us know, yes, when you serve Christ, yes, when you're a believer, you will go through trials. But here's the thing. When you go through trials, if you can put up that scripture again, Romans chapter 5, when you go through the trials, it's going to produce patience and perseverance. And when that, that produces character, you're going to find hope in that thing. And your character will testify what he's letting people know is that others will find hope in you if you stay committed i hope that you catch this i hope that you catch this matter of fact do me a favor nudge your neighbor and and and, and say stay stay woke stay woke stay woke let's tell him stay woke listen to this listen to this listen to this here's the thing by your commitment you will either inspire someone or discourage someone from their faith walk By you sticking to the commitment of your marriage, you will either inspire others to say, I want to get married because I, I find hope in them. Or you will become discouraged because they will look at your marriage and say, I do not want that at all. If you stay faithful and committed to God in your singleness, then you will have the opportunity to inspire other single people that say, you know what? It is worth it waiting on God. It is worth it to live single, but live for God. It is worth it. You will either inspire people or discourage people. Our character will speak to others. It will testify about our commitments. If you analyze your marriage, the commitment to your marriage, if you analyze your business, you have the opportunity to inspire other entrepreneurs, but you got to stay committed. Marriages in the house, where you at? Make some noise. Let me hear the marriages. Hear me. Let me see the difference between singles in the house. Make some noise. All right, I'm going to give the marriages another chance because the singles sound more excited about being single. Married folk, make some noise. That's what I'm talking about. When you stick to the commitment of your marriage, 
you have an opportunity to show the world what it means to have a Christ-centered relationship. When you commit your relationship, your marriage to God and say, God, I'm going to practice patience in my marriage. I'm going to practice patience in my relationship. I'm going to practice patience because I want it to produce character and character to produce hope. So when people connect with me and they meet me, they feel hopeful. You have that opportunity in your business, in your walk with Christ, when you stick to the commitment of being in the church. Maybe you went in, in previous years, you, you, your commitment wasn't there to God, and you would come to church from time to time, and you were never serving in the church, you never got really connected, you would kind of be one of those folks that come about three, four times a year for Easter, Christmas, and Mother's Day occasionally. We love all those people, by the way, but maybe that was you. But this year, I want you to commit to your decision of serving Christ and say, you know what, come what may, it may be difficult to serve Christ, I may have to suffer a little while I may have to go through a process but I'm gonna stick to my commitment of serving Christ I'm, I wish I had some believers that were committed in this place I'm gonna stick to my commitment this year of serving the Lord because I want to provide hope for the people around me patience 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 when you want to lash out this week I want you to hear my voice patience as a matter of fact, let's do something. Let's do something. Do, do this with me. Breathe. Practice patience. Before you speak, think about what you're going to say. Have a moment to yourself in God and say, God, I want to react in this situation. I want to kirk somebody out. I want to just lash out. I want to give them a piece of my mind. But before you do, have a moment where you just have a moment with God and say, let me breathe and let me practice patience because me lashing out me being negative me being pessimistic is not going to help me at all you continue to just complain about your situation it's not going to change your situation say i'm going to practice patience that means when things try to tempt me i'm going to stay patient when situations try to move me from my commitment i'm going to be patient it may not be the best in your marriage right now, but that doesn't mean that you give it up in a moment just because it's difficult and somebody is giving you a little attention and you start flirting with that little attention just because that's happening doesn't mean that you give in. You got to be patient. I know that the, the business is not launching. The ministry is not launching yet, but be patient. Be still and know that God is God and he's in control. Trust, believe, practice patience I'm gonna wait on my answer and I'm a person that doesn't believe in just waiting passively I'm not a person that says well you know whatever happens to me it just is what it is no 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 I, I, I'm a person that believes in being aggressive and taking action I'm all about that but there are seasons and moments in our life when you just got to be patient you got four years to go for you to finish school and I know it's the only it's only the second third month but you got to be you got to remember the promise. You got to remember the commitment that you made. If we have an example of patience, we have it in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He endured the pain of having a bare cross. 
He endured the process of being afflicted and he could have given up and he could have said, you know what? In fact, he prayed to God and, and the scripture describes it that when he prayed to God, he said, God, if they were by me, I would have you pass this situation from me. But he said, nevertheless, my will, I don't want my will to be done. He said, your will, Heavenly Father. And that's what we have to do when you're talking about patience. You have to be in it. You have to wait it out. You have to trust God and you have to embrace it. Jesus taught us about patience and because he endured the pain of the cross because he gave us life and it was painful and he had to suffer but because of that we're able to reap the fruits of salvation because of him we have new life because of him we have eternal life because of him we have an abundant life but it was because he was patient don't move on your emotion I know it's tempting to move out on your emotion you want to just get it done quick don't move on emotion. Don't make emotion-based based decisions. You will always regret emotion-led decisions. You will always regret. Y'all may not be talking back to me, but the Lord is speaking to someone because you were getting ready to make an emotional decision this week. Don't make emotional decisions. Don't make permanent decisions based on temporary circumstances. Don't make permanent decisions based on temporary circumstances. Wait it out. Wait on the Lord. Trust in God and say, God, I'm going to practice patience. In the same way that you gave me that example of patience, in the same way that you endured the pain on the cross, in the same way that you went through mockery, persecution, can I tell you, for the sake of your relationship with God, you may have to go through those things. But in those moments, you don't give up. You don't give in. You don't say, well, it wasn't worth it for me to pray because I didn't get my prayers answered. Well, it wasn't worth it for me to go to church because look at where I am now. No, no, no. You got to fight the temptation and you got to rebuke those words out of your mind and say, no, no, I'm going to be patient. Patience, 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 patience. It's a virtue. It's complex. It's difficult but we have an opportunity to practice patience for your vision, for your calling, for your assignment. Practice patience. Would you do me a favor and look at your neighbor, the person beside you, and tell them practice patience. Go ahead. Talk to them. Talk to them. Don't be shy. Tell them practice patience. All right, that was the wrong neighbor. Look at somebody else and tell them practice. Matter of fact, do me a favor. Wake them up in case they're receiving. Point at them and say practice patience. Husband, look at your wife and say patience. Wife, look at your husband. Patience. Patience. Thanks so much again for tuning in. I hope that you join us the next time. If you are in the DMV area, please make sure to come out on a Sunday at 1.30 p.m. You can find more information at myhopecenter.org. And you can also stay connected to us on social media. We are at My Hope Center on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So you can search us up, connect with us, and uh, I hope to hear from you all and see you all very soon. So until then, peace, love, and God bless.